0: Go ahead. My name is Celia from Richmond, Virginia, and this is Zen Parenting Radio Podcast 165.
1: Hey, here we go. This is Todd Adams. This
0: is Kathy Adams. Welcome
1: back, Zen Parenting Radio, episode number 165. Zen Parenting Radio is a discussion between a spiritual and practical mom, that's you, sweetie, and a logical and practical dad, that's me. We have three daughters, ages 6, 9, and 10, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. And then the mantra is, the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Motto. Motto, mantra. What's the difference?
0: We've we've gone through it.
1: Oh, listen to that last (laughs) podcast if you forgot. Um, So we have a a ton to go through, kind of a lot of little things. But our most important topic of the week is I just pulled up a newspaper article. Newspaper. Like a lot of kids are like, what are they talking about? What's a
0: newspaper article?
1: Um, On the hiring manager at Google and what he looks for um, in new applicants.
0: Yeah, article by uh, Thomas Friedman. I think you took it from the New York Times, which there's a lot of validity with this article, meaning it's from people that I think people know.
1: That's right. So um, anyways, so we're going to talk about that because it kind of plays into what we're teaching at BU. So we're going to talk a little bit about BU, which Mm -hmm. is the company that we just started. Uh, We're also going to have some personal stories about a, a party we had for Mr. Bear.
0: And the party we had for Mr. Bear and the wedding we had between The Rock and The Shell.
1: That's right, which was yeah, very trippy. strange. It was trippy. That's a great <laughs> word. Um, and we had Oscar night last night. Oh, yay. And I won. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so let's start with Oscar discussion.
0: Okay. So, if you guys have been listening for a while, or even if you l- listened last week, you'll know that Todd gives me a hard time about the fact that I win most years when we do this Oscar competition, which is basically just deciding who the winners are going to be. So, Todd always wants to weight the winners, meaning he wants to give them what's certain the
1: categories more point value right. than others. And then I want to give somebody who chooses an underdog. Extra points because there's no advantage to not picking the favorites. Okay,
0: so here's the thing: I've been reading since November, Entertainment about inter- Weekly, all these things. You know, the possible you've been doing picks. your research. Well, and not literally for Oscars. It's just what I read, right? So it's just my enjoyment, and I just happen to pick up on who. That's your be. sports section. That's my sports section. I just love reading about entertainment. So. I've been reading this, you know, going on, and that's kind of why I enjoy the night so much. So Todd always gives me a hard time for that. So last time, or last night, we're starting our party, and Todd has, you know, we all have our ballots. All of our
1: guests were over.
0: Yes. Everybody party was Party was on. Party was going. And I walk by our office, and it's dark, and there's Todd at my computer looking at... The odds page. It, was it from Vegas?
1: I just Googled uh, Oscars 2014 favorites.
0: And he's like, this is my research. You do research. I was
1: researching that it.
0: That is not research. That is taking the everyone else's predictions. Yeah. And then the, the, we all called him a cheater last night, even though it's such a harsh word. I don't really like it. Todd th- used a little too much research. Well, yes. And I did that to prove a point. Oh, okay.
1: And the point was, you said, well, who are these experts? How do they know? This is like a subjective thing. And my point was, people know who's going to win.
0: Well, and here's, I think what I was trying to say is I would never think to go to a page and look at the odds because basically that's a compilation um, of all of people's predictions or how people have voted in the past. I do that arithmetic in my own mind. And so I think about my own experiences, I think about things I've read, I think about people who are good predictors, I think about people whose opinion I value, and then it's like an internal compilation. Right. You know, yeah. is that the right word? Compilation?
1: Uh, calculation?
0: Whatever. Both. Yeah. And so I I did fine. I felt really proud of my score. I got 17 mm-hmm. out of 24. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Very good. You got 22.
1: I, I nailed it.
0: Oh, gee, you didn't nail it. I nailed it. You took the odds.
1: Here's the deal. There's 24 bad. categories. I think they gave the favorites for maybe 21 of them. So I honestly okay. had to guess for three. But yes, I cheated. I will throw it out okay. there. But my point is... There is. Um, first of all, I was a very gracious winner. I did not boast. You,
0: you only stood up every time you won and said, "Who's awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Who's awesome?" And you said, "I'm so good. I don't know what to do with myself." I said,
1: "I don't mean to brag, but I'm the greatest." <laughs> so no, you. Well, were and not I had gracious. JC because JC was doing the chart, and I had her checking my name before the winner was even announced because I literally got the last 17 correct.
0: Yes, he. Got, and that's the thing is, I understand that from your perspective, watching what I'm doing, you may view it as you're just getting whatever. But the truth is, is I'm reading a lot of things and I'm putting it together. And it's kind of my own internal odd system. I know.
1: And it's more fun and you work harder. Yeah. But the bottom line is I, um, next year, can we wait the categories and can we give extra points for underdogs because if we can, then I won't do my research the way I did it this year.
0: Okay. Then well, I, I really thought it was kind of funny more than anything, but I felt good about my score. 17. And Mark Schultz and I... that we probably
1: had- would have won it had I not cheated.
0: True. Yes. Yeah. Well, Mark also got 17.
1: He probably cheated, he
0: too. He got... No. He actually... He saw all the movies.
1: Yeah, that's true. He's, he's a movie all, guy.
0: He's a movie guy. So here's the thing. This is what I'm, I was most excited about. Jared Leto. I really wanted him to win. I knew he would. But I loved his role in Dallas Buyers Club so much. That and movie, I, that movie oh, rocks. And Matthew McConaughey, so glad he won. Shh,
1: Matthew McConaughey? You know,
0: I I have things I want to say about him. Can I say them about him right yeah, now? Yeah, you can. Okay, so here's the thing. About a year or two ago, I was struggling with some things, kind of going through some issues that I had to work through. And i I could not find anything that was... Um, any quote or anything I had been taught or I couldn't pull up anything that gave me hope. I was struggling and I'm sure many people can relate. Right. And I ran across, I think we watched Dazed and Confused if I remember. Right. And then I somehow got into Matthew McConaughey world and I found out about uh, Just Keep Living. used
2: me with somebody to keep on chasing. There he is. So to any of us, whatever those things are, whatever it is we look up to, Whatever it is we look forward to, and whoever it is we're chasing, to that I say amen. To that I say, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. say, just keep living, huh? Thank you.
1: You know, That guy's really kind of growing
0: on me. I love him. And so I want to finish the story. Sorry. That just keep living as simple as that is. That gave me the biggest boost more than any Rumi quote, more than any Buddha or Dalai Lama quote. Just keep going. Just, you know, Kathy, you're struggling right now, but you know, it's going to be okay. Just keep putting your foot forward. So I give him, I actually did a blog about it uh, a year ago. I, I have a very spiritual place in my heart for him because he helped me
1: yeah he's awesome he's, he's awesome. awesome so um, let's move on from the Oscar talk okay and let's talk about our first partner hunteryoga.com slash zen she's our awesome partner and she's doing another daily practice on March 24th
0: well that's coming up
1: and she's doing a giveaway so if you sign up for her daily practice, which is a twenty-eight day yoga immersion, but there is much more to it. Self care, self care, and everything else. If you sign up uh, for the first week is free, but if you sign up through hunteryoga dot com slash zen, she's going to give a give. Um, the entire practice away to one of our listeners. So if they sign up, all they have to do is either email us or send us a Facebook message saying, hey, Todd and Kathy, I signed up so put me in the raffle to get it for free for the entire 28 days. Because the first week is free, but the next 28, the, the balance is something that you have to pay so for. So how do
0: they do this? What do they go to? Hunter-
1: HunterYoga.com slash Zen and uh, click on the Daily Immersion Practice.
0: All right. I say, you guys, give it a try. It's the, Like Todd said, the first seven days are free so what do you have to lose? Like, That's right. If you're looking for a self-care option, especially if you want to do it from home, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So absolutely. So um, now let's talk about our main topic, okay? Which is this article, which I adored.
0: I know. Well, Todd just brought this to me right before we started, and I, I'm I'm buzzing about it. Yeah, this is awesome.
1: So do you want to start, or do you want me to?
0: Uh well, you're the one who found it, so where'd you find it?
1: Uh I have no idea. Oh, okay. So just you know, I'm all over the place. So anyways, Well the-
0: February twenty second is when it yeah,
1: will be Yeah, our will notes. so yeah, this notes. So yeah, this is um, a recent. There's Laszlo a guy named Laszlo senior and he's of senior VP of Google, Google. And a few things that stuck out in my brain. And he talked about the type of people that he likes to hire at Google. And these are just a few of the highlights from the article. He says that uh, Google has determined that GPAs are worthless as a criteria for hiring, and test scores are worthless. Uh, we found that they don't predict anything. He also noted that the proportion of people without any college education at Google has increased over time. So
0: let's just stop there for let's a second. Let's stop there. Go ahead. Because here's the thing that is so important, and 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 I'm going to skip ahead, yeah, go ahead to the next paragraph because he says, don't get him wrong. Bach says, good grades certainly don't hurt, but mm-hmm. these are some other things that we need. My point in saying this is this is kind of what Todd and I believe in wholeheartedly and what BU is about, is that... It's great to be a good student, meaning that if you do well or you enjoy reading or math is great for you, that's great. Like getting good grades is is valuable, but it's not the only thing. And test scores like our girls are going into this week of testing right now. That they're nervous about.
1: And they're nervous. Um, I love the school that we go to, but it's like the culture of the educational system. They
0: hammer them about it. And it
1: does not come from us. All we ever say to them is, "Does we don't even really care about the grades they bring home. We care about if they're trying their best. But How's, yeah. but what I, said, what I said to Cameron last night, because she was worried, I said, what happens if you do really poorly on the standardized test? How does that affect your grade? And she goes, uh, well, doesn't it affect my grade? I said, no. I said, J.C., does it affect your grade if you do poorly on the standardized test? She said, no, it doesn't. She's like, oh, okay, so now do you feel better? No.
0: Well, and let's take this further. Even if it did affect your grade all we talk to the girls about is do what you can do, be in the moment with it. See, here's the thing about, do we, we always focus on do your best. We always make homework a priority. It isn't a pass. And that's the thing is when I talk to people, they're like, but we have to make that serious or else blah, blah, blah. It is, it serious. is serious. It's the means. It's, it's,
1: it's not the end.
0: Exactly. Beautiful, Todd. It is the means. I want my girls to come home and do their homework first. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. When you have a test, you study. When you do poorly on a test, ask your teacher, what can I do? Or let's work through the problems. We think education is very valuable. Yeah. But here's the thing. That test score does not make or break your life. Mm -hmm. That grade does not dictate who you are. And those things, we've got to help our kids separate. It's like taking off a, a... it's like, I see it visually and I can't say it very well, but it's like taking that off your body. Mm. Like, you are not your grade. Right. You are not your test score. If you get a good grade, yay, let's celebrate. That's great. If you get a good test score, yay, but then it's done. Right. It's over. And if you don't, we talk about it and then it's over.
1: And your value is not determined by whether or not you get an A or a D or an F or a B or Absolutely. a C. Absolutely. Who cares? Who
0: cares? And I want my, and here's why. Here's what I've always believed about education it's the joy of learning. I've been writing about this forever. I suck at tests. I love to learn. And those things didn't go well together when I was in the education system, especially in a public education system. I believe in the public education system, but it's this little thing we need to kind of shift is that I didn't do well on tests. I kind of struggled with things going at a certain pace. Yet I love to learn, mm-hmm. but my that my joy of learning was getting hammered out of me. Yeah, where they I beat it out of you. They and, and by the time once I got to college and I was able to change to education and I did that my junior year in college. I was like, okay, now I'm learning what I want to learn, and now I feel like I have a voice. You know, and then I have never stopped. Right, um, but. I just it's so sad that we have to do it that way. Well,
1: and the way I see it as a chart, a pie chart, and I think parents expend a lot of resources, a lot of their energy towards making sure that their kids are reading and math and science and, and history. doing it
0: early and doing it fast right. and doing it
1: And those things are all important, but it doesn't encompass 80 or 90 or 95% of your resources. It should take up maybe half or less than half. And the other half is cultivating creativity. The other half is learning how to play an instrument. The other half is being bored.
0: Yeah. I Imagination. There's a
1: whole bunch of halves. All, all the math freaks are going to say there's that, that, that there are other portions of that pie. But
0: we've got to look exactly the whole person. Yes. And that when we're when our kids have free time, it's not laziness. It's good for them. When our kids really need a break, let's give it to them. When our kids are struggling, let's allow them to take we. We're so focused on, like like Todd said, we're so focused on this end result that we'll do anything to get there. And the choices we're making to get there are not good ones because we're putting a lot of fear and shame and guilt into our children. And when we really look at what makes a successful person, it's not grades anyway. No. Well, so do you see this vicious cycle? Well,
1: let me tell you. this is This was in the article. There are okay. five hiring attributes that Google uses. Number one, the most important thing. Is they look for general cogn- cognitive ability, and it's not IQ, it's learning ability. Mm. So it's their ability to learn new things. It's not about showing off what they know. It's about being malleable. It's not book smarts. Yes. It's about being able to understand something that you didn't understand before.
0: That's what I call big picture learning. Like you look at all these pieces and how do they come together? And again, it doesn't say this specifically here, and they're going to get into this, but a lot of that is learning how to be with people. Mm -hmm. You've got all these people doing social intelligence, social intelligence. You've got all these people. How do we all come together? How do we work as a team? How do I use his skills and her skills and blend these things together Together, that's working on the fly. Right. And we don't focus on that right. enough. So keep going.
1: Number two. So the second most important. So I, I think it's interesting, not just the list, but how they order them. Second most important is leadership. In particular, em- in particular, emergent leadership as opposed to traditional leadership. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Traditional leadership is, were you the president of the chess club? Were you vice president of sales? How quickly did you get there? He's like, we don't care. What we care about is when faced with a problem and you're a member of a team, do you at an appropriate time step in and lead? And just as critically, do you step back and stop leading and let someone else? Because what's critical to be an effective leader in this environment is is you have to be willing to relinquish power.
0: And why I love this is one of the things that Todd and I do, uh, part of our BU program, mm-hmm. is talking to the kids about what leadership really is right. and how important failure is. Yeah. Because failure is a piece of creativity and it's a piece of vulnerability. And if you are not willing to take risks and fail occasionally, then it's very difficult to think out of the box and do these things that Todd just described. It's very difficult to be a leader... If you're not willing to try new ways right. and what we're teaching our children and unfortunately what we're teaching in the workplace is if you fail, you will be reprimanded. Right. If you fail, you are not worthy. And if you fail, you will not get this or that or money or whatever we give to our kids for things around grades and tests. Right. And the truth is, is they need to have those failures, learn how to deal with them so they can then take that information and keep growing. Right. And we're making failure a negative. So I love that part.
1: So number three, humility and ownership.
0: Humility. I love it. It's
1: feeling the sense of responsibility, the sense of ownership to step in to try and solve any problem and the humility to step back and embrace the better idea of others, your end goal. It's what we can do together to problem solve. I contributed my piece and then I step back and I think of my daughter's curriculum And we love their school. It's not the school. It's the system. No, this
0: is a statewide thing. It's
1: it's a nationwide thing. How much time do they spend on learning humility and ownership? (laughs) Like they're like, what are you talking about? They don't even know what that means. And that's something – and we're going to talk about BU in a second or in a few minutes. But these are the types of ideas that we are trying to – incorporate into the educational system. And you
0: know what humility and ownership means to me? Oneness. You understand that we're all connected. You understand that people bring their own special flavor to something. You understand that you have a skill set and other people have a skill set and that you benefit from each other's skill set. And you don't need to be the one who knows everything, who gets all the kudos, who has to be number one and win. That's a very competitive, I'm the one. And what that causes is, for there to be some kind of hierarchy and there to be some kind of constant needing to be better. And if I'm not better in number one, I'm not valuable. And the thing is, is a real leader can look at everybody else and pull their skills in and let go right. when necessary.
1: Um, it's In the article, Research research shows that many graduates from the hot spot business schools plateau so they don't get – Too high in the company. And the reason that is, is because successful, bright people rarely experience failure. And so they don't learn how to learn from that failure. Beautiful. So, you know, this is an unfair analogy or or story, but I'm guessing that there's a lot of people that from the Harvard Business School have always been the absolute best at what they've done. They've been at the top of the class. And a lot of that is probably stems from a lot of parents cracking the whip saying, this is what you need to get ahead. And they're saying, this is exactly what you Google is saying. This is what you don't need to get ahead. Right. It's important to fail. Right. And I just think that that's... You
0: can't be in the world of technology or anything creative, which is basically anything nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have those jobs anymore that are like regulated and you know exact. You can't be creative without failing. You can't. Mm-hmm. So we have to allow our children to have that space to not only fail and have that experience, but learn how to deal with it and learn how to be okay with other people's. Failures and not be you know so judgmental right. and understand that that's part of the growth process right. and you know I think you and I were talking about an article uh, last time we were doing the show about how the majority of CEOs, the people who really rise to the, like you said, the upper, upper levels, it's not their IQ, it's their EQ. Yep. And that there are a lot of people that, that maybe right out, like you said, let's just use Harvard, they, out of Harvard, they get that first job because they're yeah. coming out of Harvard. So right. maybe they have that step up, but then they can only rise to a certain level, and the people who end up going all the way right. are the people who, and again, this goes so deep, Todd, because the truth is, is that even a success? Right. I mean, to me, it's, is my child doing what they love to do and are they using their skill set so they feel like they are, you know, being exactly mm-hmm. who they are? So being a CEO isn't necessarily success either. But this is just a good analogy yeah. of understanding what you really need mm-hmm. to continue to well, grow in Well,
1: let's life. talk – I guess who I'm talking to are the parents who want their kid to be a leader at Google, one of the most important companies in the world if you want your kid to be a leader at Google
0: or something similar
1: or something similar then you need to make sure that their creativity and all these other things are important and it's not their GPA Mm-mm-mm. and it's not Harvard
0: Mm-mm. it's, and it's none not of their that. test scores it's
1: not it's none of that
0: if those are pieces yeah those are pieces right
1: so last uh, attribute is expertise which mm-hmm. is kind of like what we're talking about like mm-hmm. the formal education stuff if you take somebody who has high cognitive cognitive ability is innately curious willing to learn and has emergent leadership skills uh, then you're in good shape. Well, so. but
0: here, and that, that's even interesting because someone who has um high cognitive ability and is innately curious; those two things go in hand in hand in a great way. Meaning, you know, if you have a kid who really is interested in like pulling apart things and seeing how they work, or you have a kid who's really interested in how other people work, like psychology, they're going to get an expertise in an area that they're interested in, right? Like you know, one of the things that I can pull out really quickly are quotes and other people's <laughs> right. information. It's not because I'm sitting at home studying it. It's because it's what I love. It becomes a part of you. It is. It's what I read anyway. Right. So, you know, when people say, you know, did you memorize that? Or do you have a list of these quotes? No, right. this is what I read. So that's the thing is you start to, it becomes innate. Right. Your ability to succeed is about, this is what I love anyway. Right.
1: I'm going to play a quick clip. Okay. This is a preview of Friday's show. Do you want to say anything else about Google?
0: No, just that I love that you pulled that out. So
1: this will be on the show notes if you want to look at the article. So this is a quick five, ten second clip. So
0: when you say show for Friday, what do you mean?
1: Uh, We do a show every other Friday called Conversations with People We Love. And we interviewed your friend Erin and her husband Dan. And they have a daughter who was diagnosed with leukemia two years ago. Yeah thankfully um they uh, maddie is doing
0: she's in the survivor category now because she's done with chemo
1: so god bless her and we're just so happy so they told us their story but within the context of us recording the show they got maddie to um say a few words so here we go
0: i am maddie (laughs) okay
1: Leukemia sucks. So that's Maddie saying leukemia sucks.
0: Yeah, it's a great show. You guys got to listen for so many reasons. Um, Maddie, we have Maddie on it. Um, Her brother Daniel, who is in first grade and his experience as a sibling um, dealing with this, and Aaron and Dan, how they depended on each other, and just what other people can do if you have a friend who is going through a struggle like that, how you can support um, them. Because that's always my question, Yeah, is when my friend, you know, we've all had friends who have struggled with different things. How can I help you rather than be a burden, or how? Could, what can I say that is helpful? I'm always trying to learn those things. Right. Um, and they just so give great it's, information.
1: It's a wonderful interview. So yeah. tune in this Friday. Um, the other thing that I like to do is, remember last week uh, when I said, well, here come all of our iTunes reviews.
0: <laughs> we, did, we did have some new ones. I
1: know, but this week... Uh, so we got a few iTunes reviews, and our way to bribe you all listeners to um, give us a review is by at least giving you the uh, a shout out. The shout out. So uh, somebody by the it goes by the name of Seeking Knowledge said that our show is executive functioning in real time and authentic. Gave us five stars.
0: Whoa! I love that.
1: Yeah, RTJ Mom said great show. Three Brooks girls said best parenting podcast. Oh. And then Rash Bell, or no, Rashel Bell, says love your show. So
0: you know, a, an exciting thing that um, you we were messing around with Stitcher the other day, and we're like number three or four on yeah. Stitcher.
1: We're moving on up.
0: Moving on up. That was exciting. To
1: the East Side.
0: To a deluxe apartment in the sky.
1: We're moving on up. Moving on up
0: <laughs> to the East Side.
1: Uh, my voice is a little chalky today because I just got back from my first official. Um, Retreat. Clap it up. Oh, I'm going to laugh it up, fuzzball. Not
0: laugh it up. Clap it up. Uh, How about
1: So I was a – I co-led a retreat with my wonderful friend named Frank Nago, and we took uh, nine other men into the wilderness, and we had fun, and we worked hard, and we – we're silly, and I I could not have asked for anything more, and I was just so grateful to uh, have this opportunity, and thanks to those other nine men who put themselves out there and took this leap of faith with us, and we're going to keep doing it. So
0: Serious, silly, adventurous, and... And relaxing, it was those wonderful. were the things that it was fun because they all showed up at our house, most of them parked their car here because they were all coming from different places around, and they weren't all from elmhurst, and so when they came back, I got to have little sound bites with certain mm-hmm. people, and those were the things that I picked up from well, you and I haven't even had a full debriefing about right. it, um, but it sounded really amazing, and you know,
1: yeah, so good I, job, Toddy. I, thank you very and much Frank. so. Um, So let's move on. I want to play this. This is a commercial off of Saturday Night Live, and I don't really know if it needs a – oh, no. What happened to it? Oh, boy. I was going to play it, and I deleted it. That's too bad. Do
0: you want me to um, start talking about the experience we had with um, Skylar? Yeah. Why
1: don't you try to do that?
0: Okay. So here's – Todd and I were actually going to make the whole show about this, but when I saw this Google article, I'm like, no, we got to go this route. But – We had an experience this weekend or maybe it was on Friday that was interesting where – Skylar decided that she has this um, lovey named Mr. Bear and she decided that it was his birthday and um, so she decided to have a birthday party for him and she sent out invitations to all of us um, do you want to play it before I keep going? Um.
2: You know what I love about tacos? What's that? Everything <laughs> <laughs> Do tacos get any more kick butt than this? Oh,
0: They're about
2: to alright you at Taco Town We take a crunchy all-beef taco, smother it in nacho cheese, lettuce, tomato, and our special southwestern sauce. Then we wrap it in a soft flour tortilla with a layer of refried beans in between. Sweet. Then we wrap that in a savory corn tortilla <laughs> with a middle layer of Monterey Jack cheese. Awesome! And it gets even awesomer when we take a deep-fried gordita shell, smear on a layer of our special guacamolito sauce, and wrap that around the outside. This is pretty big. It gets bigger because we bake it in a corn husk filled with pico de gallo, then wrap that in an authentic Parisian crate filled with egg, gruyere, merguez sausage, and portobello mushrooms. Can I eat it now? Sure, but not before we take the whole thing and wrap that in a Chicago-style deep-dish meat lover's pizza. (laughs) Pizza? Now that's what I call a taco. Well, it's not a taco town taco until we roll it up in a blueberry pancake, dip it in better and deep fry it until it's golden brown. Then we serve it all in a commemorative tote. Oh,
1: uh, that's so good.
0: Okay. That's so good for so many reasons. I mean, it's so funny. And when we saw that, we laughed so hard. That's from years ago. Yes. an Andy Sammer. It's
1: old. And I had lunch with my buddy, Chris, and we started talking about that commercial. So,
0: But why it's so funny is Todd and I have always had a joke about Taco Bell that basically we just think they come up with new things like, you know, one week it's the cheesy beefy melt and the next week it's the beefy cheesy melt.
1: The gordita, the gorgi- whatever. Gordita
0: Supreme with beefy cheese. Yeah. And they just, whatever they have left over they're like, what are we going to call this? Exactly.
1: It's the exact same thing. It's
0: not new things. No. No. It's not any new it's materials. Marketing. It's marketing and it just cracks us up because, you know. So, for-
1: apologize for jumping in on your stories. You know,
0: tacos, Mr. Bear, whatever. So, anyway, the to cut to the chase, she kind of had a vision of how she wanted this party to go and we were all kind of going along. You know, we all decided we were going to show up.
1: An unsolicited vision.
0: An unsolic- she just
1: came up with it.
0: But then what I'm getting to is that she had a vision of how she wanted the party to be. Yes. And so...
1: I just don't even know how this started. Like, when did we start having parties for bears? I
0: don't know. But it. The, that's, we matter. also had a wedding for a shell. So um, <laughs> th- here's the thing. Sc- Cameron... She's really good with the iPad and making movies. And one of the things that Todd does for all the girls' birthdays is he makes a movie of their year. So, Skylar or Cameron is like, I'm going to make a movie about bears to show at the party. Well, for some reason, Skyler didn't want that.
1: Very endearing idea.
0: And very endearing. And Skyler didn't want that. And she was like, That's not what I want. That's not, well, she didn't say that's not what I want. That's not what Mr. Bear wants. It's not what Mr. Bear wants. The point of this conversation is we had to really work hard to recognize where both of them were coming from mm-hmm. and it took a lot of i'm not even building it up a lot because this went on for a long time of recognizing what cameron was trying to do yeah which was make a really cute thing yeah and recognize that this was skylar's brainchild right and that she had a vision of how she wanted it to be and for some reason that didn't feel right and we had to kind of allow them to, to we had to basically tell them they were both right yeah but in the lo- yeah, but they were both, they were both right and that
1: but was- as a parent i wanted skylar <clears throat> you know my unevolved parenting skills in that moment i wanted skylar to realize this is such a nice gesture that cameron is not only participating in this
0: but she's making a movie she's Mr. making Bear. a
1: movie that's wonderful and i just want cameron to have the opportunity to share what she's created
0: and i agree but the other side of it is I wanted Cameron to be able to understand that Skylar had a had a mindset. Yes, and she six. She had an idea. She's not twelve. Right. She's six. That she had an idea and she had a vision and maybe she wanted a little more. My my daughter, as much as she, everyone's lovely to her and everything. She is the youngest in this family. Yeah. And she gets carted around more than anybody else. Yeah. And so to take leadership on something mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah, and that's true. I wanted Cameron to have an understanding of even though what you're doing is lovely. Mm-hmm. Please respect that when she's saying, this is not what Mr. Bear wants, let's honor that. You know what I mean? I do. I think it was a good experience in that no one has to be right or wrong. Right. There just needs to be an understanding of, and you know what ended up happening? You know, cutting to the chase Well, again. let's not cut to the chase okay. yet.
1: I don't think we quite described, Skylar really struggled.
0: Remember oh, how yes, yes, yes. I she forgot. She cried
1: for hours. Right, right. Literally.
0: Not hours. She cried a From long From 10
1: till like 11.30. Okay. I mean, she had a few breaks because there was no school on Friday. Right. And I just couldn't believe. So like this is kind of a different element to it. But, you know, usually when our kids melt down, we just kind of let them melt down. Like we don't tell them to stop melting down. I mean, as long as... We're not in a restaurant, and if they were, we'd get them out of there anyways. Well, but
0: there's a reason for the meltdown. The, it was very apparent that she was not feeling heard. And yeah. even when we, Cameron finally backed off and we helped Cameron with that, she it would it had already reached that point of I'm not feeling heard. Mm-hmm. And then Skyler's always been really good about saying, I'm having a lot of feelings. I can't stop. Yeah. And I'll say, don't. Yeah. You don't need to. No right. need to. And I ended up putting her in her room, in her bed, just, relax, you know, be in here, do what you need to do. I'd go in and check on her and she'd be like, I'm not done. Because I'd say, do you want to do the party? I'm not done. I'm not done. Fine. Keep going. Like, right. And as parents, again, we've done many shows on this, but you have to understand it's not just about Mr. Bear's party.
1: No, it's other things that she either she doesn't. She hasn't
0: had an opportunity to get out yet. Right. The whole feeling of that lack of control and leadership that right. you can have as the youngest child. There was a lot of stuff coming out that that didn't need to be spoken, mm-hmm. that didn't need to be like, what? This isn't a big enough deal. Because that's what we do as parents. This right. isn't a big enough deal, therefore you don't have the right to cry. Right. She just had to get a lot of it out. Yeah. And and I was the one who was kind of talking her through that. And eventually I had to back up. Yeah. And you had to go in and kind of start a new, like, are you ready now? Yeah. And I think the presence of you...
1: Well, yeah, because she was melting down, and then she's like, I want daddy. That's what's nice, because we were both home that day. Yes, and that's not always
0: the case for everybody. Yeah,
1: because, you know, the single parent or the full-time mom where the dad is gone or the full-time dad where the mom is gone, you don't have that person that you say, hey, dude, I'm going to melt down if if I have to go back in there. Or
0: even like... You know, in this experience, we've definitely had that where we've needed to be like, I'm done. I can't do this. But this wasn't – I wasn't too exhausted as much as I don't think – I think the presence of me caused more tears.
1: Well, I don't know. I just think we get better at this as we get older. I mean, we've – you know, it's not like our kids melt down that much, but we just kind of know what's going on. Yeah. And we're empowered by it and we can kind of – know that it's really not that big of a deal.
0: And you know what I viewed it as? Last Thursday I had a really bad headache and about uh, as I've shared before, usually once uh, you know, it does it? sometimes it's once a month sometimes it's once every six months, I will get a really bad headache. And I have come to view those as my meltdown. Yeah. And I don't work up to them, meaning I don't want it. I'm not putting out in the universe hey, give me a headache. But when it comes, I'm pretty good at surrendering to it mm-hmm. and sleeping all day and Canceling things I need to cancel, and when it's over, I feel I feel like toxicity has left my body. Right. I feel like instead of having to get physically ill and take on something more extreme, or take on a bad cold, or take it just it kicks my butt and puts me in bed for a day. And in some ways, when it's over, when I'm experiencing it, it's pretty painful, and I don't want it. But when it's over, there's a gratitude yeah. of I feel done, and I kind of viewed that. That's what she was experiencing. It's just yeah. a very different way. Kids can have that bigger taste.
1: Well, and these releases, I'm I'm learning as we keep going in this little thing we call life, that when you uh, express or release, that you're creating space for other things to flow in. And if you don't allow yourself to do that, then you'll kind of get stuck.
0: And even you, Todd, like Todd is, uh, if you can tell, he's talking a little slower. He's fine, but I think you've got a cold. Or maybe there's something that you're releasing I'm not from one hundred
1: percent, yeah,
0: and Todd just had a really emotional, intense weekend, part from the facilitation and part from just what was discussed, yeah. and your body is also releasing yeah. that, and what we have to understand of the mind body connection is that us releasing toxicity, it comes out physically, yeah sometimes it's a rash, sometimes it's an illness, sometimes it's a you know cold it's a um you know sometimes we have weird skin things, like that's the way our body deals with things. Right. And it's a lot of times we're looking for that medical Band-Aid, and a lot of time there's an emotional component.
1: Well, I'm not a big fan of pills, but what I am a big fan of is Dr. Kelly at Tree of Life. Yes. She's our chiropractor. She's in Elmhurst. And she keeps us in alignment. So if you live in Chicago and... Um, or the western suburbs, and uh, you want a really awesome chiropractor? Call Dr. Kelly. Her number is 630-941-8733. Healthy families by choice, not by chance.
0: That's a great segue, Sweetie.
1: And Dr. Kelly is uh, she's just a, a wonderful partner of ours, and we've mm-hmm. been partnering with her for a few years. So, um, if you want to be healthy without the assistance of little white pills, she's a good person too.
0: Or to supplement, right? Because some people need to do that for whatever you know issue. Sweetie's
1: always giving me the disclaimer. Well, and, I have but, to. Why because, we're good partners? Well, and
0: I meet, I work with a lot of people who they have different needs that and they need you, little white pills. Exactly, I understand. Yeah.
1: Um. So I was going to talk about that. That's done. Check. Oh, we never talked about BU after our Google conversation.
0: Well, one thing that I... Can I, I read
1: would... something off the website that sure. you just put together? Mm-hmm. So Kathy's been working really hard on uh, our BU. We're incorporating BU.
0: We've made it a business. We've
1: made it an official business, according to the state of Illinois. Um, and what is BU, you may ask? BU is a consciousness development system that helps kids and grownups ups practice self-awareness and self-acceptance be you focus on self-understanding self-compassion and mindful living because these skills naturally contribute to kindness and the goodwill towards others so we are continuing to develop our website but that is kind of the the very
0: consciousness development system yeah I love that. I know. And I love and I love Todd and I've worked my sister's been helping us yeah. and then Todd and I've been working really hard on kinda of getting this language and it's hard to to voc- to use words to say everything you wanna do because really what is the how do you pull it together in two sentences? And we're still working through it but that's
1: Consciousness Development System for Kids and Grown-Ups. For
0: Kids and Grown-Ups. So our tagline, um, we have this wonderful um, logo that my friend Megan Lee made. Um, it's BU, and it's BU within a tree because it's all about growth, and it's all about connection and groundedness, and the, the tree represents so much to us. And then the tagline is Kids and Grown-Ups Living from the Inside Out. love it. And Todd was really adamant about that, it, The it living from the inside out, because as he kept saying, that's really what this is is instead of the external being our value system, it's all about the internal right. and that if you live from that space, everything's good. Right. That it's not about this or that or winning or losing. It's you're fine. Yeah. And if kids can understand that at an early age, mm-hmm. they're going to have more to give. They're going to have more connectedness, more oneness, and just happier lives. Right. So more contented lives. So
1: we'll uh, put that. Uh, it's on our website, but I'll put a link to it from uh in our show notes so um check that out all right um and then uh our last partner is avid company they do painting and re- remodeling all over the chicagoland area so if you have a project in your house and you want to get a contractor uh jeremy Kraft should be your first call and his number is 630-956-1800 avidco.net
0: yeah, and you know, um, I know we're kind of trailing off here, but next weekend it, we're going to be in the St. Patrick's Day parade.
1: That's right. So
0: if you live, Elmhurst, in
1: the, is the sh- second biggest St. Patrick's Day parade in the state of Illinois,
0: in the Chicagoland area, or in the state of Illinois, state of Illinois. So yeah, Elmhurst has a good one, even though I'm afraid it's going to be a little chilly.
1: What are you talking about? It's only zero degrees out right now.
0: <laughs> but we are going to be walking in the <clears throat> the parade. Excuse me, with our Elmhurst Wellness Team partners. Um, and our kids, and it's going to be a ball. Um, I'm just going to wear a lot of hats, I guess.
1: Um, Kathy also has two books, "The self ware Parent Part One and Part Two, Correct. and they're short stories, very easy to read, but also inspiring. So you can check those out. On... At
0: kathycadams.com or at amazon.com.
1: And then um, also... If you own a business and you want to partner with us, uh, shoot me an email. We'll talk. Comments at com. Maybe we can uh, partner up and help each other grow.
0: That would be fantastic.
1: So what else you got? Any I last? want you
0: to play Matthew McConaughey again saying, I love that he says, all right, all right, all right, amen, and just keep living. And that's just
2: fine with me because that keeps me with somebody to keep on chasing. So to any of us, whatever those things are, whatever it is we look up to. Whatever it is we look forward to, and whoever it is we're chasing, to that I say amen. To that I say all right, all right, all right. And I say, just keep living. Just Thank keep you.
0: living. Just love him. Just love him.
1: He's rock solid.
0: So that's it, babe.
1: All right, all right, all right. So let's do our little music thingy thing, and just say thanks.
0: That's right. Just have gratitude for these moments and these days, and this opportunity to even discuss these things and I just love doing it
1: and listen to our show on Friday because it'll be inspiring
0: yes you'll love it little Maddie see you guys have a good week
1: adios